pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left versus Gama Sutra live from GDC. I'm Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. I'm Anne Scantlebury. And I'm Chris Graft, editor-in-chief of <laughs> Gamasutra.com. And for the next hour, we are going to be bringing you the gossip live from San Francisco. Not the gossip the band, but the gossip as pertains to video games, because that's what we do. We're broadcasting uh, this evening from... Uh, have we ever broadcast from a bedroom before? We did last year did you? when okay. you weren't here, right, okay. but this is our first time as a team right. in a bedroom. And was it from Chris Grass' bedroom before? Yeah, it's like it was. A, it's like a reunion a bit, kind of, like, uh, for, for you guys. I mean, for you guys. For, for, for me. Yeah, well, I mean, for you three, too. It's some kind of reunion. I feel like something was split up, and now it's back together. Back together, we're back all, together. all in your bedroom. So were you in, you in this room last year? Is this, is this your, your usual? Um, no, no. Uh, this is pretty nice, isn't it? It is lovely. We were taught... Uh, by residents of him, we've got to paint a picture. Behind Stee, uh, so we're currently on the 32nd floor um, of a hotel in San Francisco. Park 55. Park 55. Uh, and we're currently, uh, so behind Stee, I can see some mountains in the background. Uh, the city is sprawling behind him. If I look to the other side, I can see San Francisco Bay. The sun is setting. The sun is setting. Yeah. Speaking, of, looks... speaking of sprawling, I mean, it's like everything is just sprawling all over the place out there. Just <laughs> Like, there's so much stuff sprawling just, out there. Yeah. It's a magnificent view, isn't it? It's a beautiful sprawl. So, yeah. editor-in-chief of Gamma Sutra, then, you know, that pays pretty well, does it? Um, the hotels are great. <laughs> you get perks. Get you used get to perks. this, can you? Yeah, it's big. I mean, I, I, I think this is bigger than my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but your house is on the thirty-third um, floor of a building. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> one day, one day. We're a video game radio show, and the reason we're out in San Francisco at the moment is because of the Game Developers Conference. This is the third year we, as One Life Left, have covered the Game Developers Conference. It's one of our favourite events, isn't it? it? I think it's one of the most important is. events in the uh, gaming calendar, and uh, we're here for the next five days bringing you all the insider news and gossip. How many people descend on San Francisco for this event, Chris? Oh, around 20,000. 
yeah, every year. Um, and uh, over the next five shows, we've got an amazing lineup of guests. I think you've been in charge of sorting the guests I have this been year. In charge of you? guests, you've got some surprises. We've I've got seen them. some good surprises coming up. Have you seen the lineup? <laughs> I, I can I can get where you're where, where you're going with this. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Actually, <laughs> I think that is going to be a good show. Right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, guests. Uh, we've got coming up you'll have to wait and see who they are but that's not to say that this is just a, a show where we're winging it because we've got some guests today oh as well. boy we've got a room full of them uh, you might be able to if you listen very carefully hear them just outside uh, Chris's closed bedroom are, are they always there do you, do you do you keep the games industry just outside your bedroom just in case you ever need uh, them yeah absolutely uh, that's how I fact check on Gamma Sutra <laughs> <laughs> So how's your how's how's the first day been? I mean, so so, so the show itself, it, would you say it started properly yet? I would say that I actually kind of started on Thursday, and we're going to have someone else who can talk about what I'm about to talk about in more in depth. But I got here on um, on a train from Waterloo, Indiana, um, to Chicago, to Emeryville, California, uh, which is nearby San Francisco, uh, for the train jam. And it was put together by um, a lady named Adriel Wallach. And uh, basically, for around 50 hours, um, very talented small teams of game developers descended upon um, Amtrak and uh, made games on a train for that long. And it was an amazing experience. Got to see lots of uh, canyons and... uh, Mainly the canyons were the best part. It was, it was really good. Excellent. Uh, were you making games or were you just documenting the um, I did document it with um, some goofy uh, Twitter updates and vines, and I, I wrote a mini-series on Gamma Sutra that you can read um, at, uh, that hopefully put people in, you know, on that train with everybody. So I didn't you were kind actually, of like an embedded reporter. Right? I, was, I was an embedded train reporter, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I actually did uh, contribute to a game, and I did get my first video game credit. Oh, really? Excellent. I did. Yeah, it was. Um, there's uh, some uh, some folks who work for a company, independent studio called Game Oven, um, Adrian and Eileen, and uh, um, and also a programmer named Michael uh, Hutchinson's on there. Anyhow, um, uh, Game Oven made a game called Fingle which has been on the show before mm-hmm. with the um, awkward iPad finger um, movements. So um, he made a game about a little spaceman, uh, and it's kind of like Quop meets Gravity, and I provided the screaming <gasps> for uh, when is. the little spaceman flies off into the void. Are you a good yeah. screamer? I can show you how to do it. I, I, I don't think not, it's going to go, go well on radio, though. So do you, um, do you, I've, I've been uh, a game character before. Who's that? Well, can you recognize this? Do it again. <laughs> One more time. I like the way you said that in your bedroom, looking straight into my eyes. As, he, as you groan. Do it again. <laughs> you were a zombie in... Yep. Dead... Did you know this? Rising. <laughs> oh, <No>, so close. <laughs> so close. <laughs> dead. Deadly premonition. Two rights. Yeah. <laughs> no. A zombie in, dead, in deadly oh, premonition. Excellent. Yeah, that's how it starts. Well, I mean, you just kind of like spoiled it for everyone. Like that there's, there's zombies. zombies in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the things that uh, we're going to hope to do over the next 
three days to provide a permanent record of GDC 2014, mm. a definitive record, and that involves for us finding out what the theme of this year's conference is. Do you have any ideas at the moment? Oh, wow. Um, well, let's see. I think maybe... Hmm. Well, I'm starting out this... The, like, I feel like I really started this GDC off uh, with the shower that mm-hmm. I took okay. after three days on a train. Maybe the theme is hygiene. <laughs> That'd be a good theme I'd like to keep going through the rest of the week. I did notice you tweet earlier uh, that if, if you observed any men in the bathroom, and I'm not saying you do observe men in the bathroom commonly, but if you did and they weren't washing their hands, you were going to tweet photos of them. Um, yes. It is and, a hazard uh, at conferences, isn't I, it? Yeah, it, it is. Um, I see it happen. I don't know about you, I don't know about you folks, but I, I do see people use the bathroom and then leave. And, and I did threaten uh, on Twitter. It may have been an idle threat. Maybe not. Depends what what mood I'm in when I see you not wash your hands mm-hmm. after uh, handling yourself uh, and then start shaking hands with your clients. Uh, you that's, into, how, that's how conference plagues are spread. Yeah, you're into a tricky business though, because that means that you have to go into the urinals with the camera ready, don't uh, you? Otherwise, it's, it's no it's no it's no different than any other time okay. I go you know, to the <laughs> restroom. Yeah. Do you know? Um, uh, back in the UK, there's a chat show um, host called Jonathan Ross. He's quite big in mm, video sounds, games. Sounds, sounds um, familiar. But, uh, uh, let's just say that you may want you would be uh, tweeting an image of him <gasps> if you stood there. Yes, oh, no. no. I, I was at the, the premiere of Man oh, of Steel last year, and I went to the toilet next to Jonathan Ross. He's a big UK oh. uh, personality. Didn't wash. Did you shake his hands? No, later? I did not. No, I shook my hands. I shook my fist at him <laughs> after, as he ran away. <laughs> so we should play a, a spot of music now, but then maybe we'll go and grab a couple of more guests. Do you have anyone in mind, Chris? I think we should get um, Adriel Wallach, the uh, the organizer for the Train Jam, on here. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are versus Gama Sutra, live from GDC 2014. It's going well so far, isn't it? It is. This is Clam and Dancing Sunbeams. And now underneath the table in Chris Graff's bedroom. <laughs> Sorry, the phone was just off the hook underneath the table. And it I, was um, off the hook. <laughs> I mean, it is off the hook in here, right. but the phone was literally off the hook and it needed to be back on Did the it? hook. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I think maybe someone was trying to make a call out. Well, maybe we didn't want them to. <laughs> 
Um, and paint a picture for our listeners. I mean, not much has changed really since I last well, painted a picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've put a lamp on because yeah. we're getting romantic. Decided we're bringing it down. Decided it was getting a little bit too dark. In yeah. There. You, have, you, have you seen the view? You can, you can look down on a rooftop swimming pool out yeah. there. Isn't that nice? Uh, we, we saw some uh, people in there earlier. Did you? They weren't up to much. Okay. Do keep an eye on that. I will do. <laughs> okay. Swimming pool updates. Excellent. Uh, Chris Craft has left the room. And? We've been joined by someone else. Do you want to introduce our, yourself to our listeners? Hi. Hi, listeners. Um, I am Adriel Wallach, and I am an independent developer, and I also ran this thing called Train Jam recently. Train Jam. Train Train Jam. Jam. <laughs> Tell us about Train Jam. So Train Jam was a game jam on a train from Chicago, Illinois, to San Francisco that came in on Saturday. So we had a nice little like day buffer before this GDC thing started. Um, and I guess for those of you who don't know what a game jam is, it's when we get a bunch of game developers together and sort of announce the theme and then everybody forms teams and makes games and develops those games all within usually 48 hours. But Train Jam had a little extra time because the train ride was 52 hours. I was chatting to Chris was um, we were having a quick chat before the show and uh I get in, I, I get infuriated at game jams because I, I mean I can't make video games. Right. So I mean why. you've tried. I have you've tried. Downloaded <laughs> game maker. I, bought, I bought Game Maker when you had to pay for it. And wow. I own RPG Maker. Right. Um, but yeah, so I can't make games, and so people that just go, well, let's just make games in twenty four hours, forty eight hours, and I'll stop showing off. And now you're doing it whilst moving. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was definitely a really interesting experience because I've done a lot of game jams and I, I actually do sort of a self-imposed weekly game jam myself um, and try and make a game every single week. So you work uh, out for these things? Kind of. I'm I'm like well trained. That's what, I wasn't actually that worried about trained. making my ah, trained. trained. <laughs> but um, tsh. um yeah, because I yeah, and I've made me lose my train of thought. Um, <laughs> So you do th- you do this a lot? Yeah, I I like to make a lot of little like rapid prototypes and everything. I think it's a really good way to just sort of like clear out your mind of all these stupid ideas that you build up in there. Um, but, what, but what what happens if you accidentally throw away a brilliant idea? Well, then you generally realize that it was good when you made it, and then you sort of hold on to it and work on it a little bit more and explore it further. So it's not like I'm throwing out games every week. It's just I sort of am exploring games every week when I do that. How do you have ideas? <laughs> this is a, That's actually I started playing threes recently. I'm I'm annoyed I didn't think of that. It's that's actually a really nice byproduct of making so many little prototypes all the time is that I, I thought I had some really cool ideas and then I made those immediately and they were not very cool. And then all of a sudden I was I, I was strapped for ideas and you just sort of, you know, go for a walk or take a long shower and something will inspire you or, or, or something. And you, hygiene again. Yeah, I, tell you, hygiene. I, I, I take a shower with myself every day and nothing inspires me. <laughs> You're not, you don't seem to be doing showers right. I don't know. Because I, I get all my best ideas in showers. Yeah. It, it's whenever I sort of shut my brain off, like if I go for a run or like you know that moment before you fall asleep is where all of my good ideas oh, happen. wow i completely agree going for a run is the only place i think it's of so anything. good yeah and like it you, know, you get exercise so that that's good too amazing but uh, how did being on a train affect the games that you were making um actually it, it affected it in a lot of really strange ways that i wasn't really expecting so a lot of game jams are generally in like a static location obviously and they're at like a university or something and so everybody forms their teams and goes off and sits in a little corner and they interact with themselves and their team, but they don't really interact with the other teams. Whereas when you're on a train, you're sort of like on top of each other. You're moving around. There's a lot of funny things happening around you because we're also in like a public space <laughs> where there's other people going, "What? What is this? <laughs> like, what? What are all these people with computers doing?" And so, like, there was a lot of sort of inter-team collaboration, which you don't normally get at jams. So there was one kid who made 
you know, art for six different games in the entire jam, which was just flabbergasted me. Um, and there was just, it was really nice to sort of see all that inter-team working. And then, of course, like, being on somewhere, like, a train that goes through the Rocky Mountains, you end up stopping and looking out at the scenery mm. and just sort of, like, you know, you're all sort of sharing this experience of, of looking at all these really beautiful landscapes that you don't normally see if you're flying. Um, so there was a lot of different things. And then, of course, like, the, the workers on Amtrak kept asking what was going on yeah. and, like, you know, sort of getting this weird constant feedback from people who aren't even other game developers, you know, looking at your game and having ideas. So it was, it was a lot of really weird small side effects that were that really affected the games. Did any of those people get involved? Um, so actually, there was a few things that were kind of funny. There was these little, like, kids running around, like, 4 to 13 years old, and they were playing, you know, Minecraft on their iPads. And then, you know looked around and realized hey these people are making those things that we're playing on our ipads like let's go check those out and you know they were sort of checking out the games and talking to the developers there was one little boy who was like oh i want to make games when i grow up now Excellent. and there was even like there was one of the amtrak workers uh the woman who was working the coach class car she saw an oculus because somebody brought an oculus on the train <laughs> we all we all carry it around with us, uh, yeah you never you never know when you need an oculus i just i'm I'm surprised that nobody threw up from playing the Oculus on the train. On the like train. that just, yeah, that just sounded like instant nausea, but I tried it out and actually wasn't, you know, cause it was a nice constant movement. But anyway, so she, she saw it and she's like, what, what is that? And we explained virtual reality and we explained the Oculus and what it was. And then we sat her down and put it on her head and opened up the demo where you walk around Tuscany. And she was just like, just kept looking around and going, Oh, Oh, I, I'm getting really good interior decorating ideas. And she got really, really excited. So it was just, it was really nice to have that whole energy. And like, they were, everybody on the train was just really into it. And then at the end, when I had everybody sort of present what their games were and, and show them off, because I wanted them to do that on the train, um, they actually made an announcement over the loudspeaker saying, oh, all these people who've been making games this whole time are about to show off their games. So go, go check them out if you want to see them. And so we had people from the train coming to look at them. And it was, it was really, really nice. I hadn't even really thought about the fact that we were about to do this jam in a completely public area. And it was really, really nicely just, it affected it in a really nice way. So what, what is it about the games industry that sort of makes it conducive for jamming? Like, cause you don't get mu- like musicians going on a, train somewhere and all of them trying to write a song by the time they get there or i guess but you do get musicians who sit around and just jam with each other i mean just sort of making music and and just sort of flowing with whatever they're thinking about at the moment and i guess this is just the way for game developers to do it yeah i don't know it just seems like a really nice thing you know and and, and how uh, things come out of game jams that suddenly go on to become these yeah i guess it's just i mean all of us game developers we're all very creative types and we all just have this this you know stuff inside of us that we just need to get out and 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 express in some way and the best way to do it is just to sort of collaborate and bounce off bounce ideas off of each other and i don't know and just just sit yourself down mm-hmm. and do something and i don't know it, it's good especially like something like train jam where we had people from all over the world we had people from all different skill levels and different skill sets because you know this was a jam that was going towards something big and so it wasn't just all the local people that you always see all the time. And it was really neat to see how all these different people could get together and collaborate and just share their perspectives on things. So what happens next in the world of train jams? Um, I, I'm definitely running it again. Um, this is this is the very first year that I decided that this would be a good idea. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised by the outcome of it. So I'm going to run it again next year. I'm going to try and make it bigger and better, see if I can actually partner with Amtrak to, like, I don't know, do something. Because, I mean, Amtrak... Do you need a radio show to cover it? Maybe. I don't know. We had a few actual, like, press people and... We're we're actual press people. No, no, I didn't didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. 
I meant I meant we but, actually yeah, had some press people. We only cover people. actual game jams, actually. <laughs> oh, oh, well, actually, actually, I now, uh, um, I don't know. I maybe maybe we could do like a live, you know, a live sort of radio cast from it. Although there's not a lot of you know coverage for cell phones and stuff. I don't know how radios work. Um, we don't either, but we're still here. Because <laughs> that was that was actually a really fun thing about the train jam is that we didn't really have internet. And so, I mean, every time we pulled into a station, we had some Wi-Fi here and there because we had um, some Wi-Fi hotspots that were donated to us by Karma, the little, like, Karma Wi-Fi sure. hotspots. Oh, yeah. um, sorry, did you, you, were you saying that? Was that part of the, part, part of the deal? <laughs> Take that one off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so every time we pulled into a station, we had little spots of Wi-Fi. But other than that, it was just we were completely disconnected from, like, technology i mean other than our computers and all the technology we had on board but but you know the internet part of technology it was really neat to sort of be off the grid for a little bit and and just be able to focus on games would you take this to another mode of transport boat jam i actually i've been talking to people about a transatlantic boat jam from like (laughs) europe to the u.s or something i think that would be amazing or like even something as simple as uh you know, there's a lot of, like, river cruises that'll go up, like, the Seine or, like, yeah. you know, the Danube or whatever. And, like, something like that would be really, really fun. What about a London bus jam? <laughs> Maybe. Just get on the number 94 to Shepherd's Bush. <laughs> just ride it up until, until that, you've done something. A there's, tube jam. There's all yeah. sorts of possibilities here. I know, um, actually, for Global Game Jam, which is a game jam that happens all over the world at the end of January, the Finnish... The Finnish uh, Jammers all got into a bus and rode around Finland. So that sounds amazing. They are nuts in Finland, though. Aren't they? <laughs> I mean, they are massive drinkers. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had a dedicated bus driver who I'm pretty sure wasn't okay, drunk. Yeah. Um, but you never know with Finland, I guess. Brilliant. Okay. Well, Thanks thank you on. so much yeah, for coming on the show. Yeah, we good, are good with smitten with this idea, and we will be on the train next year. <laughs> we will be for yeah. sure. Yeah? Exactly. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I'll let you guys Definitely. know. Okay. See you there. Life left live from a San Franciscan skyline. That was fun, wasn't it? Are we? I can. Are we going to get on that train? I think we got I an invite. Loved to yeah, get on I mean, that train. Yeah, it does sound like an invite, doesn't it? Does that include tra- travel? Does it expenses? What sort of rider can we get? I don't know. I mean, we were talking before the show. And we were saying the theme of this year's GDC show should be "One Life Left Gets What It Deserves." <laughs> Finally, and maybe what we deserve is a ride. Yeah, a ride, a ride on a train in the middle of nowhere. Well, let's see. I don't know. We'll find out. It sounds super exciting. We've got a new guest, haven't we? What Hello. can you give us? 
I, I don't know what I could give you. I could maybe do a weird magnet trick for you, if you want. That sounds, sounds exceptional. Okay, so um, let me just... Will this work on radio? Will it oh, work man, on radio? Well, not. it will if Anne describes what's okay. going on. Okay, so um, I'm going to put my lanyard down over here. Okay. okay. Lanyard's so, so, off. So he's taking a lanyard off Is right that for now. safety reasons, or...? <laughs> I hope so. See what you've got up your sleeves. Always take your lanyard off. Okay. Table. And then... <gasps> no! What? What a magnetic <laughs> finger! Just to describe what just happened, Zoe picked up her lanyard without actually really touching it. So it's the metallic end of the lanyard. The end of Zoe's finger appears to be magnetic. <laughs> it's and true. Simon's finger is not, not magnetic. magnetic. What, it's true. What? 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 <laughs> Before we go on, Zoe... Zoe be- wait, hold it. Zoe, introduce yourself to our listeners, please. Oh, hi. I am Zoe Quinn, and I'm an independent game developer. You're a magnetic woman. I am a, I am a cyborg and a little bit. And you have a superpower. What's all that about? Uh, I have a magnetic implant in my ring finger. Okay, that's incredible. Why? Um... Well, Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I've only just heard about this. Let's go and, let's go and get it done. <laughs> well, um, so the, the little pub tricks of being able to like lift magnetic things, it's kind of cool. But I originally got it because I, was, I read all about this... Uh, the fact that you can actually get a new sense from it. The fa- like, when you have it in your finger, you can feel electromagnetic fields. So I can feel like things like if my laptop is charging or not, what my laptop's uh, magnetic field feels like, if there's a subway car passing under me, um, things like that. Um, were, you, were you unaware of these things beforehand? Because <laughs> like, my laptop's got a light on it, and I can... <laughs> Well, actually, it, um, I ended up in a scenario where, where I wasn't sure if my battery was working or taking a charge or not, and I could actually feel that it, like the battery itself was just defunct and wasn't working. It wasn't a problem with anything else. And it's really handy for like if you're unscrewing stuff out of your laptop and you have those tiny little screws, you're just like, boop. Who do you ask for that? Um, there's people who specifically do it, like people, people involved with the body modification Wow. Scene. This sounds... We're going to go back to London and can get I see, this done. Can I, can yeah. I see where it's... Yeah. Which... It's my ring finger on my left and, hand. And, and, and where is it? In there? Yeah. If you've just pinched Hold on there, a second. Can oh, I can feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't well, magnets uh, dangerous? Can't they wipe things? Well, okay. So I've been trying experiments with this because I find it very interesting. The only thing I've been able to successfully wipe so far was a, I can erase hotel key cards. <gasps> oh, interesting, because we have Chris Graff's hotel key card. <laughs> and we're in his room. So if we push him out with his key... Then he's just... This yeah, is our room. Right. Yep. yep. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> so, apart from espionage, <laughs> what is it that you do, Zoe? Um, I make independent games, usually about either comedy or uh, more serious sub- subjects. Okay. And uh, what have you been working on recently? Recently I've been working on... I just actually finished doing a project where I was releasing a small game once every two weeks, like a webcomic that was in embeddable browser format uh, that I, I learned a lot from, but I've decided to move on because uh, that format makes it so that I can't explore any of the interesting ideas I end up having too mm-hmm. deeply. And I'd like to put out more polished, creative content. Uh, I actually just came off of Train Jam myself, and oh. I'm going to be working on that a little bit further to make like a travelogue version of a game because um, I started out making something based on loosely what I remember the Oregon Trail being when I was like right. 10 because I haven't played it since um, where you're going around the indie game circuit trying to go to all these conferences and trying to maintain like your money your sanity your connections back mm-hmm. home and then I realized like I actually want to turn this into like a travelogue of sorts and instead of writing about these places and these experiences that I have trying to create like a little mini bubble where I can have this happen and use the, the language of random encounters in games that's like so everywhere um, to talk about the random encounters that happen on the road that end up being really meaningful and, and, and sometimes more interesting than like whatever you set out to do in the first place. So presenting the player with options like, do you want to go get a soda or do you want to hang out in your cabin? 
and like making it so that I can communicate these things through there, and then ideally making it so that the encounter tables are uh, very easily editable, so that other people could make their own travelogues if they wanted. That's really interesting because random encounters. In, I'm, I'm currently playing Final Fantasy X uh, mm. on Vita, and um, historically in the Final Fantasy games, people get annoyed with the random battles, don't they? But mm-hmm. you're right. In life, they 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 are what make it, aren't yeah. they? The people that we've met at GDC have, have gone on to become firm friends yeah that's really interesting I've not thought of it like that yeah it kind of just popped into my head this morning and indeed like a train jam where you're in such a confined space with people who you don't necessarily know by the end of that journey presumably you're firm friends and those people stand a chance of affecting your life forever right absolutely and I've had that happen at literally every single game event every single time I've kind of gone and travelled I've met somebody and ended up talking till wee hours of the night and um yeah, uh, some of those people are, are my best friends now, and mm-hmm. like I, the only reason I'm I'm here in San Francisco and have this game development career is because of a, one of those encounters forever ago, back in upstate New York, like right. six, seven years ago. Amazing! I met this girl once. She had a magnetic finger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that. That doesn't sound right. Suddenly, yeah. <laughs> suddenly you have a magnetic face. No one's gonna believe <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no one's gonna believe this, are they? Incredible. <laughs> so one of the things we we do every year at GDC is we try and work out what the theme of this year's conference is and is going to be do you have any tips for us do you, th- do you see any trends any things that people are going to be talking about are there any reasons that you've come to gdc 2014 i'm not sure exactly it seems like a lot of people are sort of uh maybe kind of like exploring getting back to um like less rigidly structured things and more freeform silliness like i I've, I've seen like a couple like there was a very interesting talk earlier about games being music that was a little bit more freeform and less uh, very strict post-mortem talk of like here are some numbers i'm reading off of cue cards mm-hmm. so that might be something to look out for and, uh, and so far like my experience at gdc has been pretty cool and like pretty loose and silly um so maybe that might be it i'm not really sure yet. okay interesting <laughs> Have you got any recommendations for people who might be listening to this, things that they should try and do this week at GDC? Mm, at GDC. Just week. generally, not necessarily specifically, or if you've got any specific recommendations, that's cool too. Talk to somebody you've never, ever spoken to before and you have no idea what their work is. <laughs> like, honestly, just talk to a complete random stranger. Don't yeah. even read their name tag first. Okay, amazing. All right, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> because you're straight. You're, all you're going to do now is Google body modification. No, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, brilliant. Well, we're going to play a little bit more music and then go and grab another guest. But thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. listening to One Life Left versus Gama Sutra. Why well, say versus Gama Sutra? Gama Sutra is out in the rest of his suite getting drunk. So he's winning. <laughs> so, he's winning. <laughs> so, but we're still One Life Left, and we're still talking to uh, brilliant, inspirational members of the video game community who have superpowers like magnetic fingers. Incredible. So, um, 
We've been joined by a new guest. Hello. Hello. Explain who you are. You're very loud. Am I loud? Yeah, no, that's no, good. Yes. Go, All right. Good. Yeah, I'm used to speaking into the mic because right. I'm. My name is Andy Schatz. I uh, I made a game called Monaco recently, and I, I bought Monaco. I bought it before it was in the bundle, by the way, as well. Well <laughs> yeah, done, exactly. sir. Thank you. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm still yet to play it. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone told me I love right. it. Yeah. No, I haven't got to play yeah, it. Yeah, and I guess I'm. I've I've hosted the IGF on what five, six different occasions, and I'm not doing it for the first time in a long time this year. So congratulations. Is, what were you? Uh, out, were you? No. no. Last year, no, I ran out of jokes about indie games. Okay. I'm like, I'm done. I can't. What was, what was the last one that you made? The last joke? Yeah. They're all bad. Like, I, I think I ran out three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> they, they started getting pissed off at me when I started comparing the indie scene to Green Day. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't see that. Yeah, we're not the Clash anymore, right? <laughs> uh, yes. So, so how's life treating you? It's great. Yeah, Monaco came out a, like just a month ago this year, uh, a, or a month, a year ago in April. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's amazing having like, you know, we've been supporting the community since then. Um, but just having the, the completely blank slate, empty canvas, uh, you know, being able to finally put, put paint to canvas again with no constraints whatsoever is so exciting for me. So I'm just like... A month into development on on my new game, and it's it's like I've got that excitement back. I'm just like, you know, every day I wake up like rearing to get to the computer. And, and you're here to tell us all about that new game. I, I guess so. I hadn't intended to. Out there, I was talking about like how stupid yoga poses are and stuff. Don't you want to ask me about that? <laughs> like so Shavasana. A, Why do you call it Shavasana? Call it so fucking it's lay a down. yoga game. <laughs> no, a, a it's yoga not a yoga game. game. It's so much more gamey than that. Uh, we always ask our guests who can't tell us about their games. We ask them what, I what color. Andy was about to. Yeah. Let's uh, let's know. try. Was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. First, first of all, first question: What color is your game? What color is my game? Dominant color. Okay. No. This is like, this is actually a good question because I've already actually thought about seriously. I've already, already thought about and answered this question because okay. I use a, a task tracker which I've now got public, so people can actually watch me in my to do list and my public milestones and all of that stuff. Why uh, it's would called, you do it's that? called Trello? Because I okay so. I already announced this like a week ago because I like to I can't stop talking about okay. things. And I'm like, I have to announce it even though I'm only a month in and who the fuck knows if it's gonna be good. <laughs> right? But I'm pointing at the fences already saying it's gonna be the greatest RTS Excellent. ever made. And uh, so anyways the public ta- task tracker that I use you have to assign a color as a label to different projects that you're working on. And this this project which is currently codenamed, it's not going to be called this, but it's codenamed Armada, got red because it's like it's it's a, it's a PvP red. game. Sexy yeah. red. PvP RTS. Yeah. yeah, it's a PvP RTS, but here's the trick, right? Um, no one, like 90% of people that approach RTSs approach it and are like, I cannot play this. This is too clicky. I am like not, like I haven't been playing this for the t- past 10 years in Korea. Like this is like too much for me. I can't handle it. And... It's not that I want to make an accessible RTS, but what I'm what I'm calling this is the first great gamepad RTS, and and everyone has who's ever tried to make a, an RTS for a controller or a gamepad has failed miserably. And yes, I'm talking to you, Halo Wars. Yeah, <laughs> shots fired. Um, and uh, um, the reason that they all have failed is they either are not making an RTS like Pikmin, which is actually a really good game, but it's not really an RTS, or it's not a classical RTS, or they've tried to take the RTS formula and and shove the controls into a gamepad, right? Into a controller. Yeah. And it just doesn't work. And so, so anyways, um, we're taking the whole idea of RTS, breaking it down to its core components, 
and then rebuilding the whole concept from the ground up with the, the constraints of the controller in mind. And just like with Monaco, like with Monaco, it was all about like one analog stick and one button, and that was everything. And the constraints of the controls forced us to make really interesting decisions about how the player interacted with the world and like made that distance between thought and at game world action really short. Um, whereas in a game like StarCraft, like the, the distance between your, your thought, what you want to do, and actually creating an, an action in the game world itself is like really, really distant. Um, so anyways, we're trying to break that down and make this something where you can just pick up and play it. Someone, an RTS that you can pick up and play on the first try, maybe even one you can play on the couch. It's still probably a PC game at heart. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm old now. I don't like sitting at the desk to play games anymore. Right. I want to play my PC games on a big in a comfortable yeah. manner. So I didn't even realize that Monaco is controller enabled, and, is it? Yeah, it's both. Yeah, because it was a That's Xbox, why I've not played it. It was Xbox 360, <laughs> and but you can play PC. In, in yeah, no, I've, 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 I try and play my games on the surface. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, well, I'm going to. Like, talk to me tomorrow. I'll have finished Monica. So that's quite a bold claim, then, isn't it? Because like yeah. RTS uh, was born on PC. Sure. June two, right? Is that the yeah. first RTS? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Um, I suppose that's that's probably the the best accepted. And 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 because original. it was um, mouse and uh, yeah, m- mouse and keyboard, pretty much. That's right. you are right. People try to shove it in. So so how have you? How are you going to? Yeah, it, it sounds like you're, you could sort of do a tower defense yeah, well, for RT. Okay, so it's, it's, it's interesting because there's, there's other games. That, uh, the most popular genre in the world right now, which is super weird, is MOBAs, right? That's like mm-hmm. what everyone plays. And, and MOBAs, is, MOBAs come from the RTS genre. That's where they, yeah. they, they, they were spawned from. Um, and so to some extent what we're doing is we're taking the idea of, of MOBAs and taking sort of a Diablo-style control to a central character and then adding all the kind of cool RTS stuff back in. So imagine um, being able to control a central character in the world um, and everything is focused around that character, but that character can build all of this traditional RTS-type stuff, factories that are pumping out units autonomously and that kind of thing, and then those guys can follow you in battle. Uh-huh. Um, and you know you can still do all your base building and all of that. Um, so, so that's essentially the core concept that we're we're bringing it back to something that's like, yeah, I, I I understand the concept of like moving this dude around the world, and at the same time, I have all of that same like intellectual and emotional feel that I get from playing a game of StarCraft. Yeah, because you know? they um they did Red Alert on PlayStation, didn't yeah, they? Did you, like, yeah, awful, no, they're all bad. Awful. They're all bad. Yeah, they're all bad. It's it, so so saying we're going to make the gr- the greatest gamepad RTS or controller RTS ever is actually pretty low bar. We only have to <laughs> be right, mildly yeah. decent in order to get there. <laughs> well, after you've figured that out, can you have a go at um, making a decent mobile game then? You know what? So after this game, we're planning on making the best game of every genre that's coming <laughs> 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 Yep. Yep. So wow. we're talking to you. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Halo. I'm talking to you. Yeah. Basically, every, every game developer out there, I'm, I'm, I'm intending to insult you right now. You, all your games suck. <laughs> that uh, chuckle you might have heard in the background means that Gama Sutra has rejoined us. Chuckles. <laughs> Chuck- I was chuckling in the background. You might have heard me. Chris, Chris did you meet that girl out there has got a magnetic finger? Mm, I wait a minute. I heard about this. Zoe has got a magnetic finger. Yes, I heard about that on the train. I, I didn't. I didn't look into it any further. I just kind of left it as a, a train myth, is what we called it when they're on the train. Yeah. She's in your lounge. Uh, well, she needs to stay away from my three point five inch discs. <laughs> oh, that's, really, that's it. I was going to ask if that was a euphemism. But. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> family show. Family show. <laughs> mm. um, so this time last year you were here with Monaco or at the end of Monaco talking about that and, and sort of uh, bathing in the afterglow of this project you've been working on for a while. Oh, I was still stressed out. I got shingles, man. I was so stressed <laughs> out. Yeah. I got a disease that only 80-year-olds get. <laughs> yeah, yeah my, my grandma got that. Yeah. <laughs> you should, you should swap numbers. Compare <laughs> notes on that. But now now you, you've got this new project and everything is exciting. How has that changed the way you interact with the conference and what the conference means to you? This is like my my 13th game developer conference. I've been yeah. gone for a while. Um, sure. But yeah, this is my first time, I think in eight years, when I'm not hosting the IGF mm-hmm. or speaking or nominated for some sort of award or something like oh, that. Oh, poor you. I know. I know. It's, this is like, yeah, this is the <laughs> ultimate first world problems. And uh, um, yeah, so I'm like... I guess the way that this has changed me is that I didn't shave and I smell bad <laughs> this time because it doesn't matter. Hygiene is coming up again. <laughs> oh, it is. Has this been? Ha- no. It has been, yeah. It's, it's a yeah. theme. I, I know that this is radio, but I'm a pretty good looking guy. You are a good looking guy, actually. <laughs> yeah. And a little bit filthy today. <laughs> are, we, are we broadcasting from here tomorrow? Because um, I was going to suggest that after we take a shower with our guests. Like, yeah, yeah, there is a there, shower yeah. nearby. Because apparently yeah. um, showers do, are inspiring. They can inspire you to make video games. That's actually that's literally... Yeah, that's, maybe they can inspire a good podcast. Right, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you and me should take a shower, Chris. <laughs> awesome. Um, you know what? Maybe I'll... While this conversation is going, because I don't think you guys have done that, I'll go and grab another person. Okay. Yeah. I, I do want to share an, an anecdote uh, about... Um, yes. Do you like those? Well, I'm um, not going to hear it because I'm going outside. <laughs> okay, great. So I was actually talking to Andy earlier today just about his new game, and I got to get hot first sneak peek at it. Did um, you? I did, and um, I'm pretty psyched for it. I, I told him I'm trying to geek out about it because it's only six weeks in, but he's talking like deck building and uh, right. you know all, all, the, all these like RTS and like strategy type keywords. I think yeah. he's been practicing key yeah. buzzwords to <laughs> excite the press. But um, that's kind of beside my point, uh, as is usually how it goes when I'm talking. Um, but uh, we were talking about Monaco, for example, and this is why I like the enthusiasm of like you know of, of uh, like uh, game developers. Um, and I, you guys have done what three updates to Monaco, yep. like free updates. Yep. Yep. And how long ago did that game come out again? April twenty fourth, two thousand thirteen. Yeah. So um, they've been updating it. Uh, you know, about to do the fourth one, and you know, I asked, I, I asked Andy. Uh, well, why is that worthwhile for you to do that? Because they're free updates and, and yeah. things like that. And I expected him to maybe say something like, you know, like building the community or like leading into the next release and blah, blah, blah. And he just kind of shrugged his shoulders. And I was like, eh, I, I don't know. I, 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 it's just it's just a fun game to work on, and uh, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I love that. Honestly, yeah. it's kind of like a, I would keep working on it forever, but it's like a sandcastle at this point. Yeah. It's like you can't keep building upwards on this thing because right. the whole damn thing will crumble. And you've got work to do. Haven't you? You've you've got to make. You've stated you're going to make the best game ever the on the whole format. Yeah. Pretty much at this the very whole least. Pretty much this whole podcast. I've just been a complete asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am the best Far thing ever. That's why you fit in so well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, good luck with it. Thank you. Uh, Thank we'll, you. Have, yeah, we'll have you back on next uh, next year to find out what went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have shingles again. Exactly. Yeah. You won't want to touch me. T- touch me. That's like a form of herpes. <laughs>
One Life Left, an educational <laughs> radio show. Uh, thanks very much to Andy. We're going to not play some music, and we're just going to sub our new guest straight in. Uh, Karma Sutra, take a hike. Bye. <laughs> and welcoming to the mic, if you guys want to just uh, find yourselves some seats and find yourself some headphones, two mics. That was quite, quite an entrance from our two guests who were dancing behind Anne. They, um... Brand new guests. And I, I would like Anne right now to paint a picture of what just happened while uh, that interview was concluding and what the listener can decide who our guests were. Um, yes, yeah, so our guests were dancing. I, I'm not entirely sure what this kind of dance That's is called. That's not dancing. But it's, uh, it's, That's not dancing. No. What is it? Um, I th- that was movement to music that doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, they are both very attractive people. Uh, we have... Oh my goodness, some incredible hair on the face and on the head. Um, we've had one, only one of these have, has been a previous guest. One, one of these people, uh, Leah Alexander. Hello. New, Big reveal there, one Steve, of these well people, done. Yeah, one of these Very people, dramatic. Leah Alexander uh, has been a host of the show before. She's been a regular guest on the show. She's been uh, helping us out and representing Gama Sutra before. So in, in, in many senses, we got rid of one You've part of Gama Sutra, brought, brought back someone the other one earlier today said what's one life left <laughs> so right. welcome welcome this so is welcome, what it is welcome jamie Wu to the radio show hello jamie hello Wu. jamie hello i'm excited i didn't bring a costume though i know that that was a prerequisite it's okay your voice is your costume on yeah. radio it is my costume. so to the listeners you could be wearing anything what would you like our listeners to imagine you wearing Oh, well, I'm going to leave that up to them. But it's really? very, yeah, very scantily clad, and uh, it's poking me. In you places. can think whatever you want, just as long as it's, yeah. just as long as there's not very much of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever you like, but no, take that off. So, Jamie, our, our our listeners will be no doubt familiar with Lee Alexander, who is going to sum herself up in three words right now. A video game journalist. Ooh, <laughs> it's video game two words. It depends whether you're edge or not, doesn't it? I'm not edge anymore. Not edgy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That, I, I realised as I said that, that was a bit awkward. Now it's two words. <laughs> uh, uh, so everyone knows who you are, Lee, but Jamie, yeah, tell no our audience. Who I am. No, but no. she's been on the show before, yeah, so true. you have not had a chance to sell yourself Do before. I get more than three words? You can have as many words oh as you want. Oh my god, okay. So I run a, a video game festival in Toronto called Gamer Camp. We're okay. in our six, seven, six, I don't even know, six year, I think. Six year, and yet One Life Left haven't been invited We haven't been invited, Interesting, so let's see how this goes. I think we've got mutual friends as well, Jamie. I've heard your name crop up a lot. Yeah, that's because I'm a whore, so that's probably why. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, yeah, so yeah, absolutely, you guys can be guests for this year. We're getting better every single year. Can we get a train there? Uh, sure. I mean, the train <laughs> can. I don't know where the train's going to go, but train you can from take a London train. to Canada. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Thanks, that yeah. Um, previous to you, we've had um, a girl with a magnetic finger and a man with shingles. What are you bringing? <laughs> well, I wrote the first book about hookup apps, so I think that that's fairly good. I wrote, yeah, about the. Can dis- you give us a brief history? Grinder yeah, expert. Yeah, yeah. Expert. yeah. So what, what was the book called? It's Jamie? called Meat Grinder. Right, oh. it's very good. Oh, I get it, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and during South by Southwest, someone called me a hookup influencer. So I think <laughs> that is really, yeah. I've been called worse. I'm setting trends. So for this year, we're seeing a lot of S&M. Are we? Okay. Yeah. I bet that might. Now, I, I was uh, walking down to a, uh, the Pocket Gamer party earlier, and I bumped into a lady that I know. Um, she was stood outside a hotel on 4th and we had a quick chat and I said what, so what are you doing then she said oh I'm going out on a date I was like oh, okay it's from somebody she'd met on Tinder oh yes but 
She had um, she got here on Saturday. No, she's she, she flew into San Francisco. Was here for one night. Then was down in LA. What she did was she set up her Tinder profile over here. So when she came back today, it was full up of I, whatever it is you lot do. Right. I'm happily married. Uh, um, yeah, and she and she and she's gone off for a, a coffee uh, with him. Just a coffee. Yeah. So, I, well, who knows? But <laughs> so I guess I, I, don't mean I guess when I guess so. when conferences roll into town, that's when these things come into their own, isn't that, it? Yeah, that's actually the, how I got inspired for the book. Because when I used to come, I didn't know how many other queer people would be around me, so I'd open up Grinder to see who else was around. And you know, every year steadily, there's more and more queer nerds out there. So, props to them. And uh, yeah, super happy about that. In my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jamie, One Life Left every year tries to make a video game at GDC, and I've been wondering whether there's space in the social hookup app world for us to sort of make it even more game because obviously Tinder's a bit of a game. Oh, it's totally a game. Yeah. I mean, I know I remember Lee saying that the way that uh, Tinder has featured in her life is her sitting around with her friends just swiping right constantly I came here via New York um, on my way from London and when I visit my girlfriends in New York while I was gone apparently all of my friends discovered Tinder Mm. and they don't I don't know anybody that they've only one of my friends has actually met someone from Tinder Right. the rest of them all have Tinder profiles they don't actually encounter other Tinder users they just on a Friday night they're getting ready to actually go out and they're spending time yep nope yep nope even they'll exchange a few messages with people they have no intention of meeting the strangers that they encounter through the app but they enjoy the game element of positively or negatively interacting with other users. They're racking up their score. They yep. want to see how many people find them and, attractive. And yet that score is unstated. I wonder if maybe we could make it stated. <laughs> how many Tinder users have you noped compared to you? How yeah, many, absolutely. You could tweet that if it was socially networked. I was at South By. One of the guys behind OkCupid okay actually was there showing how men and women rate each other. And oh. oh my God, yeah, women are brutal. So men, there's a nice round curve from zero to 100 Women, it's this like <laughs> steep thing that goes from zero to fifteen percent. Like mm-hmm. that's it. Most women are just noping all the time, and I thought that was really fascinating how women and men use it differently. That was really surprising to me as well. Um, you know, especially you know when I work in feminism, I become acclimatized to the idea that guys have this horrible patriarchal and oppressive view of us poor innocent women. My girlfriends are brutal on the Tinder. <laughs> I mean, I see them being literally just as superficial and harsh as we expect the opposite side to be, um, or or the other side to be. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. Well, I think there's also a safety thing, right? They want to nope as often as they can because mm-hmm. they want to make sure that they yap and they're actually looking to meet up and they, they yeah. think they're very sure There's a way of that. asserting power in a situation, especially in cities where we don't feel that we have a lot of power and intimacy so with one another. We're, in, uh, we're at a video game conference here. There's a lot of publishers here, a lot of people ready to sign there's Something. a lot of nopes here. <laughs> <laughs> if, we can, if we can come up with an elevator pitch for a, a social dating app, you know, just a few words, like three words, I'm thinking it's got to be something meets Tinder. Like, it's got to be quite video gamey for Sega to be interested. Oh, so, I like, think you've got Sonic it. meets no. Tinder? Flappy Bird. You, you say meets Tinder. Tinder. You say let's do Tinder an bird. elevator pitch. Let's just line people up and the doors open and you either hold open or close. <laughs> I think he solved that. So it's elevators meets Tinder. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Well done, Simon. Thanks, Simon. That was very well done. (laughs) Was good. Uh, So what? What are your guys' plans for the week? Are we being truthful? Are you trying to get off with them? What? Yeah. (laughs) Having just having just chatted to him about dating. So what are you guys up to? 
So what, what, what apps do you use? Just checking. Well, wait, do we just switch topics? Sorry, no. what apps? What, 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 I have 11 <laughs> different apps on my phone. That's why I was like, if we're going to talk about this... Actually 11. You I know the real number. I have 11 different apps. Okay. I have them from, you know, your Twinks to your Scruffy Leather Guys to your Bears Oh, wait, these your, are just dating specific Just dating specific. For different categories Oh, my God, yeah. I've got, like, uh, you know, for people who... There's an Asian app called Nine Monsters where it's like Pokemon meets dating. <gasps> you meet other guys. That was my start, elevator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why did I not know about Nine this. Monsters. Download it. It's hilarious. I need you to show yeah. it to me. So you can. Oh, I will. I'll show it. I to mean, you I'm not going to avail myself of it. Okay. Between you, but. three things that we should or anyone should be doing at GDC. You've got a week here in San Francisco. Three things that means on the flight home you're not going to regret that week. Well, definitely, I think seeing uh, my hometown boy, Nathan Vela, co-host the IGF Awards, mm. that okay. he's so charismatic, I sometimes want to hit him, <laughs> and so I'm just assuming that Have everyone's... Have you ever? Yeah, not yet. He's really good to me, So, but soon. One day, I'll just be like, too <laughs> charismatic! So is he the there replacement an for, for Andy, who was just on? And was uh, Is it true that Andy was dropped because of the shingles? Yeah. Uh, no comment. Um, as, as, as someone affiliated with the organization, I can't formally provide any details to you. Okay. Can you nod? Right, okay, yeah. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> so we've got to see Nathan at the IGF. What else? Oh, I'm looking forward to playing Netrunner with everybody. <laughs> I did have a dream that nobody... Because Lee tweets a lot about Netrunner, and I've, uh, I've heard a lot of people talking about it, I honestly had a dream that nobody would talk to me because I can't play Netrunner. And I'll teach Aww. you. It felt very sad, so I'm hoping maybe you will okay, teach you. Did you bring it with you? I did, actually. Did yes. I've played with um, uh, some colleagues so far. I've played with Nels. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, well, not directly with Nels, but Nels coordinated an event that we <laughs> I, attended. I, yeah, I mean, I, Netrunner for me shows that it is equivalent, sorry, you, it is possible to have the physical equivalent of a steam pile of shame. Because I own Netrunner, but I've never played it. <laughs> okay, well, I can teach it to you. It's really good. It's really good um, asymmetrical two-player design where the sides that each person plays are completely different from each other stylistically and mechanically. Well, I mean, obviously I've played it Infiltration, which I believe is from the same Similar, yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. We're One Life Left, a show about video games. <laughs> this is a card game, Steve. A video game is digital. I, I agree. Well, video games can be added these days okay uh, so let's so are you a video game in many ways and there was one more thing you were going to recommend Jamie so Nathan Nathan Netrunner Netrunner and Tinder yeah yeah, turn on Tinder while you're in San Francisco okay well um, maybe we will download Tinder and Um, swipe through I've got my Tinder let's maybe do some live Tindering let's do some live Tindering can I get a note with you so we'll do that Wednesday alright and then yeah, we'll see you guys around the conference. Do come on on the show over the next few days. Uh, we're going to play some music now and get some more guests in.
Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to One Life Left versus Gama Sutra live from San Francisco. It's GDC 2014, and it's now night time, isn't it, Anne? It is. The sun has set. Uh, looking beautiful out there, San Francisco. Out across the bay, twinkling lights everywhere. We can see some cars down there. What's going on in the pool, Simon? Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Swipe right. Swipe right. Swipe right. Always swipe right. Got a new guest. We've got a new guest. One of your favourites, Anne. Huh? Here's one of my favourites. Hey, Rami. Hello. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. Pretty exhausted. But uh, yeah, doing fine. Doing Rami, fine. we will perk you up. Thank you so much for coming on the radio show. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I, I got this invitation. I'm like, yep, yep, doing it. <laughs> yeah, doing it, doing it. Uh, you came via the train jam, didn't you? Yeah, I did come. Uh, I, get, I did come with the train jam. I actually had a crazy story when it comes to that. I uh, I missed the, uh, the kickoff. Couldn't make to Chicago. So I had to fly on an intercept course and fly to Omaha <laughs> and then catch the train halfway during the jam. Excellent. Did you start That's your jam on the plane? Entrance. Yeah, I actually did start jamming on the, on the plane. Uh, I, I really like, like the idea of the train going along the plane having to swoop down low and a ladder being dangled. I wish. I checked and apparently, I apparently uh, parachute jumps from consumer airplanes are not actually allowed. Um, with seven Arabic names, I, I might want to not consider upsetting uh, airport security. So. We were very jealous about, when we've been hearing about the train jam today, uh, very, very jealous. If you could give us some tips, we're going to be on the train jam next year covering it for sure. If you could give us some tips as potential train jammers, what would they be? So um, one thing is please just fly into Chicago instead okay. of trying to accept <laughs> the train halfway through. <laughs> Um, the second one is um, you will not have internet and that is quite a challenge uh, because a lot of us become quite dependent on the internet uh, during our life um, especially as programmers and game developers so uh, you know make sure that you have everything set up and ready on your computer and not like me have to scramble every stop that has internet and quickly download every tool you need Um, and then uh, the final thing I mean it's going to be three days in which people are going to end up being really really smelly and slightly grumpy, but super, super amazed by the beautiful views and everything that they've seen. Um, so bring your, bring your, you know, best attitude and uh, some deodorant. <laughs> See you there. That is good. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds very appealing. Hygiene again. Uh, this isn't the first time you've encountered one life left. No, it isn't. The previous time you actually stole the ridiculous fishing IP Did from you? me. We own that. Don't we didn't we? Yeah. steal it. Yeah. We've got a contract. Um, we've happily not done anything uh, too bad with it. No, um, no. I, I got an email from Apple that we have to reroute all the money to you. But besides that, <laughs> yeah, it's I mean that's it. Good. I think that's fine. So what do you say all the money? How much is that? <laughs> Uh, it's more than enough to do a few years of development. Is it? Yeah, it is. Uh, ridiculous well, fishing much. has been <laughs> so do you, really good. Do you have any regrets about signing it over to us? Um, you know, some distant regrets where, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things where you look back at it. You and live you and learn, s- I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you see regret nothing, why, Rami. Regret nothing. You see why, I mean, I see why I did it. And <laughs> I, I sort of wish I could tell... Rami of uh, two yeah, years ago you, yeah. that that might not have been a good what idea. What have you got now for us? Uh, actually, tomorrow <laughs> it's, it's we're tomorrow, isn't it? It is tomorrow. Would it's you like to sign here? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, where do why do I say is that is that the line right there? So tell us what's out tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow we're launching Luftrausers, which is our uh, 2D dogfighting game about being the best fighter pilot in the world, and um, it was originally slated for 2012. And then we sort of... Um, You're a bit late on that one. Yeah, so we sort of rescheduled it for 2017 just to be on the Oh, in which case side. you're early. We, we, we 
we really hit the mark on that one. <laughs> we were way ahead of schedule. So it's out on all formats tomorrow, is it? Yeah, it's going to be out on PC, PC Mac, Linux, and PlayStation, and PlayStation Network. Well. And it's on v- so it's PS3 and Vita, isn't PS3 it? PS3 and Vita, yeah. Fantastic. It looks phenomenal. It's going to be really great. It's one of those games that... You know, the the best feedback we got is uh, somebody said that this was the most spectacular game they've played and it only has seven colors, and that is exactly what we went for. It's a monochrome 2D dog-finding game in sort of the spirit of Time Pilot back in the days. But if you imagine if you imagine Time Pilot to be on a lot of drugs and highly explosive. Right. Which, you know, I think that's a pretty good sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen uh, anything on the schedule that's GDC this year that people should absolutely make? plans to see uh, I'm really excited for the Animal Crossing postmortem. Mm. Uh, that was that was one of the things they're that... all dead <laughs> oh no I mean I've not been back for a while but have I wow did, did they not tell you no I've been too embarrassed to open it back it's up the train system shut What's down the... and they couldn't bring food <laughs> to the villagers anymore that's terrifying it oh, was blathers. <laughs> exactly yeah. so such a such a good fella but wow no. Yeah, no. Uh, the Animal Crossing postmortem seems like one of those things that I really want to see. And um, Steve Gaynor uh, is doing a talk on Gone Home and why why it is a video game. And while I'm normally not really that interested in the definition of video game or what is a game or what isn't a game, I think Steve, of all people, and the Gone Home team might be exactly the right people so what, to so, talk so, about so, that. So what's your view on that right now? This is what games are? Yeah, this is before I, hearing the talk. Is it is Gone Home a video game or not? I mean, Gone Home is a, is a game. It is an interactive thing that you play and it is wonderful and that's really all that I care about is that the definition of a game though an interactive thing it's uh, yes but by that definition my electric toothbrush is a game as well I so. thought okay. that, so, um, so what you're saying is that Gone Home is an electric toothbrush I I, I, <laughs> I really think that that would be fair to say okay. yeah. I thought that uh, Doug and Bennett both tweeted something last week about video game being a word that is no longer uh, the set, it's not a. It doesn't me- necessarily mean anything to do with video or game anymore. Even though it's a neologism, uh, you know, portmanteau of video and game. Um, yeah. Actually, it means something completely new, and it doesn't have to have anything to do with video or to do with games. No, absolutely, I completely agree with that. Um, it's one of the. I mean, I made a game onto the Train Jam game. I made included strapping an iPad to your back and having a, a wireless headphone uh, on, and then basically people try to punch you on the iPad. Um, that sounds like our kind of game. No, no it, would, it would absolutely be something that you would probably enjoy, yeah. Uh, it's available on the internet for free right now, so you can probably just grab so it. So we can have the IP. You can, you can go and punch each other on the back and not feel bad about it. Which Actually, I don't think you would ever feel bad about that, would you? No, no so we have no feelings. Is it, um, is it challenging being at a conference whilst you're publishing a game tomorrow? It, it is mostly terrifying. I am... I am, I am oddly nervous um, and I've been through a game release 17 times now right. as Flambeer so you would say that I get used to it but my GDC schedule is just completely overwhelming I arrived on Train Jam on Saturday then had all the pre you know say hi to everybody on Sunday and then Monday today was our talk on Nuclear Throne which went over really well I'm really happy with that even though it included a last minute scramble in Moscone Park to find strangers with a guitar because we didn't bring our own guitar. <laughs> uh, so our musician couldn't actually play the itself, theme. Isn't it? it was pretty fun. We just had random strangers, gave them an all access pass that we borrowed wow. from somebody, and then had them like bring their guitar in so that we could have music at our panel, uh, which was great. That tomorrow I'm launching Lufthouses. Wednesday is a big nuclear throne announcement. Thursday is a thing I need to do for somebody that we work with and then Friday is my day off right now um, have you have you seen Indie Game the movie yeah I did 
Um, my understanding of how you release a game or the, uh, uh, on digital uh, platforms is that um, you sort of get up on that morning, you look to see whether those digital platforms have updated. They haven't updated, so you go, oh, God, I've been working for three years to do this game. This is the end of it. And then it updates, and that's the end. And, like, Is that how it works? It's sort of like that, yeah. I mean, it's all timed. We, we don't really have all that much control over it, so there's no big red button that we're going to press, which is sort of sad, because on iOS, you know, we press the big button for the game to release, and right. this time around, it's just like, we're going to refresh the Steam page until it shows up right. uh, and until that point I'm just going to be hitting F5 okay. I'm watching the reviews come in and right. you know hope the numbers are higher than low and then um, um, I mean it's really weird for us because you know normally our, our game development uh, our, our projects take a few months to make so by the time we're done with it we're still sort of the same people that started the project and this is the very first time that there's a Flambeer project that now I look at it and it feels different right. from the person I am right now. Okay. And that's sort of scary. Yeah, um, yeah. And that, that must be something that a lot of game developers that work on a game for really long, that they feel that we just never had to deal with. So. It, it is strange, because like, the impression that I get from Luftstrasse is that um, it's going to do really well. So the reviews are going to be good. It's gonna, I, so have you got no idea? I hope so. The thing is, you know... You look at Flamber games, I look at Flamber games, and I like to think of them as comfortable games, right? You sit down, and you play Ridiculous Fishing, and you shoot some fish, you know? And you play Super Crate Box, and you grab some crates, or you play Nuclear Throne, and you shoot some giant scorpions. And then Lufthouse is just like, you destroy everything! <laughs> just go, and you get angry, and you shoot at things. And yeah. that's, that's Lufthousers. Like, that's, that's, and it feels so different, and I know why, because I remember when we started it, that was in, like the deepest, the deepest pit that we've been in emotionally. Um, Ridiculous Fishing had been cloned. We'd been getting interviewed at GDC. Everybody was asking about, you know, you've been cloned, how does that feel? We just, you know, we smile and we go like, well, you know, it's, it's, you know, we're, we're dealing with it. I mean, that sort of thing is, is difficult, though, is it? Like, I'm, I'm a, I, I use Android as opposed to iOS, so, you know, you took your time with Ridiculous Fishing, didn't you? But, you know, finally you got there, thank you. Yeah. Um, Threes has just come out, and um, that's a game that I've seen all of the iOS yeah. idiots bang on about how brilliant it was, and then um, came to Android. And I typed Threes into Google Play, and I heard it um, was out officially, and it, it was like eight or nine down in the, in on the Google Play Store, like yeah. rather than being top. And there was yeah. fives, and there was a game called Eights yeah. that actually was called Threes. <laughs> and you're like, like somebody needs to sort this sort. Yeah, of stuff somebody out. needs to work on that. Yeah. Did you did you know that I was actually the first human being to play threes? I didn't know that. No, no. I was. Uh, Asher Volmer sent me a build the night he made it. Some people uh, behind you are making, uh, are making, yeah, they're sort of going. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, they're, they're, that's fine. Oh, Rami. Uh, fact, yeah, they were holding up two fingers and then one finger at you. Uh, that, I think that to, is to, to simulate. So if three. you smish those together, <laughs> yeah, you get exactly, a three. Yeah, yeah, it's great. No, I was the first person to play it. I remember the feedback I gave him because this is always one of those slightly embarrassing stories where you go, like, "Oh yeah, no, that's pretty good. That's pretty okay. Yeah, you right. should probably play with that a bit. Call it fives. Yeah, it's like <laughs> call it fives. Maybe higher up maybe in Google Play. Maybe, <laughs> make, maybe if you take some of this out and add a bunch of that, and like that's how every successful game goes right. you know do you, so do you know how it works behind the scenes oh yeah yeah right, so, so can you always make a move well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna answer that can you answer yes. that with a yes or a no I can answer that no I can't answer that with a yes or no, no. okay, <laughs> okay. Well, say no. Sure. okay so uh, no, it, it was actually fun because that conversation was really funny in that for 15 minutes I just gave him feedback and then an hour then I was quiet for an hour and then there's just a caps lock 
like message that I sent him, and it was like, dude, I'm still playing. Yeah, yeah. That's an hour later, and that's was he just sent me a smiley face, and he's like, maybe I should do something with this. Right. And it's always amazing to have like an early version of a game in your mailbox. Yeah. And then see it a year later, and it's the biggest thing that has hit iOS in such a long time yeah, yeah. that has hit mobile and such and it's such a good game oh it's brilliant I yeah. keep playing it and I keep I, all the little faces and the sounds uh, are wonderful and, and they are yeah I mean they, they, yeah it's a, it's a brilliant game at its core but that, yeah, exactly those sort of things you, 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 you sort of have your sorry that was you with it <laughs> making the noise of a 24 <laughs> <laughs> exactly um but the strange, the, the strangest byproduct of it coming out on Android is that it's made Google Plus relevant again. Like, so I'm, I, so I, I, I'm sort of sorry. I say relevant again. It never was, but now, now it made it relevant. I, well, now I'm I, so I'm checking the high scores on it, which I've never done with any Android game before. Just to, yeah, and, yeah. and now I'm thinking about adding people to my circles. <laughs> just to expand my, my, my leaderboard I, I see you've started playing it Steve and we're apparently not in Google Plus circles together really oh yeah. no what, division what in the Plus teams circles, guys? yeah do you know yeah, I, yeah, yeah but that's very good that's Google's so, so Google I, um, I, I logged into my circles the other day to see that I'd made a circle called the seventh circle <laughs> and the only person in it is Simon Parkin <laughs> <laughs> who's rubbish at threes true story yeah. we, uh, we, we need to wrap up quite soon because I think we've been going on a bit yes thanks for coming on Good luck tomorrow. So yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm, uh, well. I'm I'm going to see what happens tomorrow. I'm excited. I, I'm glad to hear that you liked it. Yeah. Uh, did I sign the rights over to you already? Um, no, no we are going to have to have you speak with our lawyer. Do you, do, do you want Luftrauss or Nuclear Throne? Because I know that I have to bribe you with something to be can on we, Can we have both? Yeah, um, let's I have need both. To, no, uh, let's just say yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. No, okay, that's good. That's okay, good. cheers. Good. Bye, thanks, Rami. <laughs> You're listening to One Life Left versus Gama Sutra, and we've got another guest. It's Matthew Woodward from CCP. Hi. Hey, Matthew. Hello, how Matthew. you doing? I am super this evening. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> so much for joining us. What have you been up to in the back room? Uh, in the back room, I have been talking to a lot of people who I have no idea who they are, but they're all lovely <gasps> and fascinating. They're all lovely, really? aren't they? Who is the nicest? Did you meet the girl with a magnetic finger? No, I don't know. Did you meet know. the man with shingles? Yes. Okay, was, right, yeah it's, yeah, yeah, it's slightly awkward, that, isn't it, yeah, when well, you find yeah, that out? Yeah. I didn't realise that was what shingles looked like. No, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. I'd Googled it before, but it's right. not what I was... I'm just glad we're radio, not video. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Matthew, can you introduce yourself to our listeners, please? Uh, hi, I'm Matthew. I am a game designer at CCP Games. I work on EVE Online. I do systems and stuff. EVE Online? Yeah, it's tell a spaceship our, game. Tell our listeners what EVE Online is. EVE Online is a game about space... EVE Online is a game about people masquerading as a game about spaceships. Um, EVE Online is a massively multiplayer online game uh, in the future in space Um, and it's yeah it's about people it's about people and power and politics and culture and how these things interact what happens when you give people did you did you mean it to be about that when you launched it originally um I well the the reason I ask is that that EVE, EVE Online seems to keep coming up with these stories where you've given people tools to do whatever they want and then they start reacting in ways which are actually when you look at it obvious like of course they're all going to gang up on each other and and start but 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 at, you know this is how many years has it been going uh, 11 lives. so it's 11 years down the line and we and we've never seen a, a battle like we saw a couple of months ago where <laughs> i mean the stats were terrifying weren't they like the amount of property that was destroyed it was quite violent how much was it? it how much was, did it cost? Uh, it was I don't know. We did the math out. Lots of dollars. We don't. We lots don't. We of the, lots of dollars. Lots. Of I bits, remember reading about everything. it. Yeah, like, they, so, like so. Essentially, there was this massive space, space battle uh, where some people are ganged up on 
Yeah, it was everyone it, else. Someone, someone thought they could do something clever, and it turned out not to be so clever. And there was escalation, as always, is an even one side ups the ante, and the other up the ante, and suddenly there's a a large fight happening. And I think the important thing to express to our listeners is that this was, this had a real world cost to a lot of people yeah, involved. A- a- at these absolutely, ships yeah. because of the amount of time it people invested money, yeah. into it, it yeah. have a real world value, and people lost a lot of money. Yeah, and that's of- kind of like the fascinating thing about EVE Online, that yeah. it has this fully functioning uh, economy. Well, and, 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 and not just that, it's set up political systems yeah. and they have leaders and oh, yeah, yeah, all yeah. of this sort of You've stuff. You've created it's- a world, Matthew. It is. It You're is, a it god. Is, it's... <laughs> We like to think of ourselves as caretakers more than more like no, try you, to be. No. But maybe you start thinking of yourself as a god. Own it. Yeah. I try not to talk about that side of it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, you know. Like everybody used to talk about how Second Life was 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 doing that sort of thing, and actually all it was doing was it. When people were causing trouble in Second Life, they were just flooding rooms with floating penises, weren't they? And and and, and that sort of come and gone, but but. Eve Online has, has, has just grown and grown and grown and, and yet still has the ability to surprise us, I think, with, yeah. with its actions. Yeah. And I mean, that must be fascinating to see from inside. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's just following what's going on and seeing what the players will do next. And like, we do these changes and we think it's going to have this kind of effect. But part of, part of why Eve is what it is is because we don't go in and we want it to be like this. We say, we're going to make these changes and we think it's going to push things in this direction it's going to be interesting. We think the gameplay is good but we don't really know what the players are going to do with it and, and we're just going to... We think it's robust enough that we can let them get on with it and we'll see what happens. So, so actually what happens in the office when, when somebody goes... Right, there's some trouble starting here. Mm-hmm. Something's about to kick. Like, so, so how does that feel internally when you're watching it? When it's all, I mean, it's all happening on servers. It's uh-huh, uh-huh. stuff that doesn't exist, and yet, like, so, so when you watch it, I mean, do you like, do you gather around? Yeah. Do you think about influencing it, or? Oh, we so we'd, ne- we'd never influence it. We'd never want to get like the whole goal of CCP is to get it out of the way. It must be tempting to though. Like, if you, <laughs> like, like, do you like it just subtly? I don't know. It would spoil the magic somehow. I think. Um, not, not, not if no one found out. That's, <laughs> that's how I live my well, life. Players, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so, 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 yeah. So, with the most recent battle, so, 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 what happened at CCP? Did like, did you? Because it, it took place over a period of days. So yeah, it was like it was like eighteen hours nonstop. So um, so, did you watch it? Like we were, we had. So we have obviously the first line is what we have like our server people and our programmers and like our, our software director and so on like uh, we'll have all the server pages up in real time and just be like refreshing every five minutes to check what the server's doing and yeah it's kind of it's managing it's doing okay nothing's horrendously broken it's managing so we've got people whose, whose job it is to monitor and then everyone else is just kind of like along for the ride essentially so that's it so you're, so you're um your main focus is that the, the server holds rather than what's going on on that server. Yeah, yeah. we don't want to have anything to do with, with, with we don't want to have any influence on the outcome if we can. The goal is basically that, that say that it plays out without CCP's influence so we don't want the server crashing if we can avoid it because that makes people sad. Um, <laughs> so we have people obviously whose job is to make sure things are running smoothly and monitoring it and seeing if there's things we can, we can do to keep everything uh, running to at least a tolerable right. uh, uh, speed and stuff. Like yeah. we slow everything. We have this time dilation thing which Brian put in, which is really clever, which slows down the entire server. So like if it can't keep up with what it's doing, we just we just ramp time down in that system and, and let it run slowly so that we can process things in a more orderly way. But otherwise, yeah, our goal is to be able to do nothing essentially. Right. Watch it happen. We all love watching it happen. Everyone's like watching watching Twitch screen streams, watching Reddit, watching seeing yeah. what players because especially when things are slowed down, you get these lovely real time battle reports. Like I've got. You know, a few minutes while we're just you know, moving our ships around or whatever. So, do some things. We've had some great people streaming things and like doing commentary and, and funny shit. So players can actually see what's going on. And yeah, we just uh, we we have 
for the most part the same view as the players most of us we watch what's happening and we enjoy it you're, um, you're speaking at the conference aren't you yes I am what are you talking about I'm talking on Thursday morning about Crime Watch which is our policing system in EVE um, which kind of grew up over a number of years as we started expanding what we didn't, didn't need to do and the system got quite crufty and quite uh, so is this is this watching people uh, like cheating in the game, or is it watching people behaving immorally in the game? It's more it's more it's to do more with the immoral type stuff. But okay. if we think about it less in moral terms and more just towards what kind of outcomes we want and what kind of gameplay we want to encourage in different bits of space, we have mm-hmm. high security space, which is supposed to feel fairly safe. And if people were finding that too many people were getting killed there, then we want to make adjustments to the, like, the incentive structure and the balance and so on so that people will kill each other less there. So we get that goal of this bit of, safe is, this bit of space is safe. This bit of space over here is not at all safe. We don't want like, any policing there. And trying to like, keep that balance so we can hit different play styles. Like in, in the secure space, that's where a lot of the trading happens, a lot of the market stuff and so on, industry, because they need more stability. Um, out in Dolsec where there's no policing, that's where most of the fighting happens because we're hands right. off out there. So I would, I would just set guns. Guns equal zero. In, in the safe. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what you guys have been up to, but that sounds really straightforward. I mean, honestly, you say that, Simon, but to me, from what Matthew's saying right now, being a god sounds like an awful lot of work. Yes, like, right. I, I'm, I'm thinking I, I probably wouldn't want to be now. Well, it is interesting actually because when uh, Matthew sat down before uh, we started broadcasting, he said that what he hoped to do was to stop himself from swearing. He said shit earlier. So he, so he failed in the one thing he wanted to do with himself. Yeah. I know, imagine that. If people aren't perfect. <laughs> it's a paradox. You're not perfect. That is not <laughs> so one, one other thing that has always fascinated me about uh, CCP and Eve is you have a, a, a conference yourselves yes. every year, don't yeah, you? The Fan, fan Fest. Fest. Yeah, yeah. What's that like? Uh, it's amazing. It's so tiring, but it's so much fun. Do you have safe areas where people can't kill each other? <laughs> <laughs> players are surprisingly... Like, one, of the, one of the genuinely joyous things about Fan Fest is watching players who are you know blood enemies in game and who have been fighting each other for literally four years and like four five six ten eleven years sit down and have a beer together and share stories like it's it's everyone pretty much everyone understands that this what happens in the game once and there's there's fun you have with your enemies while you're found i would like to think though that, that whilst yeah. those two sit down and they sort of very they sort of hear the chink of the glass on the on the on, on the desk so there are there are people stood behind them surely there's ready a little bit ready for it to kick <laughs> off just just making sure that it doesn't i think keeping everything and there's all kinds of like the deals get struck at fan fest and like alliances get made and broken and yeah. we've had cases of like Fleet fights kicking off in game because they know that the FC is out on a pub call at FanFest this evening, so we can. We need to be at FanFest. Yeah, everyone needs, needs to be. Can we, can, can, can we get a train to FanFest? Can we get a train? To there Fanfest? are no, literally no trains in Iceland. Well, you say that. There's, there's there's one train. It sits on a piece of rail about 20 meters long in the harbour. Right, that move it. Yeah, that we sounds like put a it yes on a boat. to me. Yeah, and do a jam on, totally. on the way. Yeah, to yeah, FanFest. that makes perfect sense.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM and live from San Francisco, joined by two of the radio show's best friends and GDC friends, Michael Fredrickson and Matt Bock. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. Can I just say right off the bat that I'm simultaneously amused and insulted by the... The, the sort of manufactured drama of seeing Ann and Simon for the first time on air at GDC. But it's very nice. Well, I mean, th- this is basically how we met, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but that was Two years sort ago. of manufactured drama, too, I think. Well, I, I think I think us meeting was uh, manufactured by the guy, the guy that I met before I met you, sure. who was uh, at GDC on, on his honeymoon yes. and said to me, um, I've got an idea for an app. Who do I tell that to? And if I remember correctly, the, the, the major thing that his app was going to bring to the table was that it was $50. That's right. It was exactly that. Yeah. Got an idea. It's going to be 50 Not like there's other ones. Honestly, since the two years that I heard about it has aged nicely, I think yeah. it's not a bad model. Innovating in terms of price point is really <laughs> underrated. Well, he's yeah, way yeah. ahead of his time. He's... Uh, you know, I'd like to reference my one bit of gaming credibility in that I met you over uh, the creation of uh, Kanye Zone. Yes. Which, for one thing, I'd like to announce as of this morning has been rethemed to O Kanye Zone for uh, St. Patrick's Day. So a very high-pitched Kanye will demand that you don't let me into me zone. (laughs) Uh, And when you hit him instead of dollar signs, uh, Lucky Charms marshmallows will pop out. TM. And I would also like to speak to the relevance of Google Plus. I felt it was insulted a little bit back there. uh, We have about 176,000 likes on Facebook, and uh, on Google Plus, I believe we have uh, 256. Do you? Congratulations! Plus ones. That's actually that's that's a nice video game number two five six. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a game that has lost an amount of money, hasn't it? (laughs) Oh, it's lost a tremendous amount of money. I'm I'm wondering now, like all the best games. Yes, (laughs) all the best Google Plus games. Exactly. So. Um, so yeah, it was two years ago that you introduced Kanye's Zone to the to the world. Yes, um, and introduced it to One Life Left as yes. well. Yeah, and we met uh, serendipitously while we were doing the show from GDC, mm-hmm. uh, which speaks quite nicely to the stuff we were talking about earlier about. Yes, uh, it was actually yeah, very much so, and um, and and now it's it's gone on, and, and you're doing a talk about it. Yes, yes, I, I saw. We're we're talking about how it went from a, a Facebook status to whatever it is now. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, and what a financial is burden. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tremendous burden. Uh, it's something that I cling to to have a, a shred of relevancy when I'm talking to my friends who work in gaming. And uh, you know, at the same time, I guess I feel a little upset that the the the, the games industry at large really just hasn't pushed anything forward since Kanye's own came right. out yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. it was such I a think that's because they looked at it and thought how we're can- out yeah. per- personally <laughs> personally I quit making games I knew actually knew that and I didn't want to reference you specifically <laughs> it's, Matt because Matt it's okay. has it's made okay. some really great stuff yeah. uh, I, I think you know, but there were no Kanye's own we, no, they no, weren't I, and know, we I tried <laughs> uh, the developers at Otter Spice Productions who make Honey's own Otter Spice Productions. <laughs> we we actually have a, a standing patent on the technology to detect whether the shape of Kanye's head is inside a circle. And <laughs> some of the you know, it's been a, a very limiting piece of intellectual property for Yes, it's a classic example of software patents yeah. really, really limiting Just innovation in the gaming industry. Because it's, we did generalize it to the shape of any rapper's head being right. inside any geometry, okay. uh, any polygon, of course. really. And, you know, 
as you might imagine, that shut down such ideas as is old dirty bastard inside a rhombus. <laughs> is... I remember EA's P Diddy area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just totally, you know, dead in the water, yeah. killed by committee, you know, and anything, you know, Jay Z in a trapezoid, Drake in a cake. Yes, <laughs> any of that stuff. Just boom, shot down. But you know. What are you going to do? Yeah, I, 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 I pitched Drake in a cake. First. And then our legal department reviewed it. Yeah. And then they saw this particular software patent and they said, get Drake out of that cake. And it's funny because like, typically um, patent trolling is frowned upon in the games industry. But, uh, but I think everybody's just accepted this, haven't they? It was weird how everyone was just so willing to roll over and die. Right. You know, um, and what's, um, what, what's, what's Kanye said about it? Um, he's been surprisingly <laughs> mum. <laughs> You know, uh, you haven't got any out, any outreach from Donda Media. No, we. You know, we, I expected to hear a little something back, um, but nothing. Which I'm I'm reading as an implicit. We love it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it it, like in in some circumstances, not saying anything is consent. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I live my life by those guidelines. You know. No. <laughs> so, so we're also. We're not talking about those circumstances. And did you just say Anne? no? Does that mean you consent? <laughs> I, I think no. it, it, it means definitely not. So we're okay. also joined by Matt Bock from Harmonics. Hello. Regular since, guest on our GDC podcast. Yeah. Indeed. And um, since, I, since I saw you last, you've announced a new game, haven't you? I have. We, we talked a bit about it on the last time I was on the show. Um, we, no, it was just before you announced it, wasn't it? Was, it? Yes. it was just before. Yeah. I was giving some hints, but not, not, not well, giving the full monte say, as we it were. were. But we were all spot on in what we thought, weren't yeah. we? Yeah. Dominant color. Exactly. Mm. So, um, so can you explain a bit about it? Yeah, so uh, we, we've made a game called Fantasia, Music Evolved. Uh, we took the Music Evolved thing from Halo Combat Evolved. You know, we, we believe that that's really responsible for why Halo was such a lasting property. Yeah, yeah. So we've added Music Evolved to our title for similar reasons. Tinder Evolved. <laughs> oh, yeah. let's make that. How do you respond to critics who say that, that music, uh, you know, like computers, is a fad? <laughs> I, I believe that, 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 that the first time that has been asked was on One Life Left GDC 2014, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, critics say it. Do they? Yeah, Don't many, listen to the critics. Well, critics say it, so how do you respond to critics who might say Are you being I, a I critic? Think, I, think, I think there's... No, no, I'm just, I'm just channeling them. Okay. Uh, I, I, would not, I would not criticize something as, as, as broad as music. As no, 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 but computers, music, you know, fad... Yeah, I, I'd say yes. How do you respond? They, they are all pretty much fads. I mean, yes. like we, we understand the human race is a fad. Absolutely. And, and that, that will tank at some point we'll in time. Will come and go, yep. I, I believe that music will outlast just slightly. The, the last dying moan of the human race <laughs> will just... be the most gorgeous song ever written. And then, then music will be gone. Passing fad, much like the dinosaurs. Yeah. I just see rhythm as so transient and so <laughs> such a throwaway. Uh, y- you know, to build a whole game on yeah. that is bold. Yeah, it, it is. Bold. It, is. <laughs> it is. It's not nearly as well, lasting as, as a zone. You have to rush it out before rhythm passes, don't you? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm exactly. saying. Yeah, that's so that's what we're the, what the process is doing right now. We're right. trying just to rush it to market, yeah. <laughs> uh, like in maybe eight or eight or nine months. Okay. So how do you patent rhythm? Um, so so segments of time, yeah, <laughs> uh, separated by even numbers. Re- repetitively yep. is a patent that has been rejected multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I, I, I do actually um, am applying for some patents related to Fantasia Music Evolved. Are you? Yeah. Genuinely. The amazing uh, thing indeed, is yeah. you can abstract uh, pretty much anything rhythmic into the head inside a circle 
patent. It's true. Uh, which makes it difficult, but I do wish you luck. What about uh, mops dancing? Can you patent that? We've tried. Okay. We've tried. Uh, it did come up against the Kanye zone patent. <laughs> okay. uh, and, and it yeah. failed because, you know, the, the way that we built the mops was the mops were going to go into, into silhouettes of, of mops. Well, and that's, I, you know, that's pretty, and, and mops are pretty uh, much rappers. Well, well, honestly, I mean, if we're being honest, articulated cleaning products of any kind have been sort of just off the table since the original release of Fantasia. Right. Um, you know, Mr. Clean does the tango. Um, SOS. Uh, th- does the fox track. These things have just... Uh, the scrubbing bubble sachet. <laughs> just, they've been out of reach. Right. And, you know, Matt has pushed that along. One of the themes of One Life Left versus Gama Sutra has been, so far, One Life Left gets what it deserves. Mm. And so far today... A comeuppance. We have got an invite to the train jam. Yep. We're going to be going to Toronto to yep. uh, be at Jamie's festival there. Yep. A, a gamer a, um, camp. Yeah. We've, we've a, got um, instructions on how to body modify yep. your face to be magnetic. Oh, yeah. We just have Zoe about <laughs> that. Yep. Have, yeah. We've got the IP for Luft browsers yep. and for oh, Nuclear really? Throne. Yeah. A um, man has uh, given us shingles. <laughs> <laughs> really? So, yep. so, I hear that. <laughs> what can we get? That we deserve from you guys. Michael was telling me a bit about his manhood before before we actually started the, to be on the show. It's magnetic. No, well, he was, was saying that it was, it was a spiral staircase. It was tongue in cheek, but I don't really? know how much I can reveal here. But it- tongue in cheek <laughs> about your manhood. <laughs> Something I like to do, You'd if I can praised. keep this as clean as possible, I, I find once in a while... You know, I didn't know whether this would find its place into a, a video game podcast. It seems like, it seems like a natural it fit to me. Oh, it's a natural fit. We are fit. like a school. We're like a corkscrew. But what I'd say is that anytime you find yourself needing to draw a phallus, it's good um, to draw something perhaps unexpected. A spiral staircase. Okay. A, a mouse hole. Right. A, um, when you say good, what do you mean by I'll that? I'll tell you what. Mike, Michael's about to pitch his game called Draw Something in parentheses, <laughs> not a penis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People will naturally look as you draw Ted Fallis and you've added this feature that is yeah. not traditionally associated with one and they'll make a face like, what are you drawing? And then what you can do is you look at them and you just go, you guys don't have that? <laughs> You crumple up the paper and run out of the room. Uh, it's a it's a good gag. So is that your gift to us? That's what we deserve. It's not that... a gift. Uh, it is the truth. <laughs> you've got a spe- you've got a staircase. Yes. Okay. Easy accessibility. Yes. Are you on Grinder? Gamasutra, it's time to wrap up the show. <laughs> I think that uh, yeah. we've reached the end of the we've reached a natural conclusion to one life. This has been a great promotional opportunity for Fantasia That's Music Evolved. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Put this on I, your I, 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 I can't wait for the sales numbers <laughs> in Europe. So, so, uh, so, Gama Sutra, representative Chris Graft, what do you think we've learned today? Oh, wow. Uh, where do I even begin? Um, I mean, there's the whole uh, phallic, uh, you know... Staircase. Uh, gag, staircase gag. That was the last 30 seconds. But there was... <laughs> <laughs> really, I think, sums a lot of it up, in a way. I, I think that we learned that we are only on Monday of GDC, and this is just a taste, a taste of the excitement to come. I'm really excited about broadcasting from the show floor, partly because we can't behave like this. <laughs> um... 
Yeah, or probably not. We? Yeah, we, we could. We've got some amazing guests, haven't we? We have got some great uh, guests. Are we doing that tomorrow? tomorrow? Tomorrow. Are we? Tomorrow I think at 1 that, p.m. Yes, that might, is tomorrow's things the day. Right, okay. Yeah. Cool. But uh, I've really enjoyed today. It's been good, yeah. Oh, it's been excellent. You have enjoyed listening to it as well. We have been One Life Left versus Gama Sutra. And until next show, goodbye. 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 goodbye.